Welcome to the dystopia. I just had my my whole world shaked. Just 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 shook it right underneath me. I'm still processing what I was if just told. You're also putting your money where your mouth is. You're planning to accept salary in Bitcoin. It's rather interesting that the new mayor elect here, Eric Adams, is. So they're taking salary in Bitcoin at in Miami, the mayor is, and now they've launched Miami Coin. First, become a friend, and, and we joke with each other and, and kid each other all the time. And so maybe it's difficult for him to do it. It's very easy for me to do it. Uh, so I don't know if there's a generational thing there or something's <laughs> going on. But we use an app called Strike. Um, and, and, and that allows us to convert it instantly. So it go, it's like a direct deposit feature. So it actually uh, uh, directly deposits uh, the money into a digital wallet. Uh, and so it, it's very easy for us to do. And, and I'm doing it with a variety of different cryptocurrencies on my Mero salary. Um, and I think, you know, things like putting the Satoshi white paper on our website, we're the first city in the country to do that. So um, he wants to make Miami competitive by going all in on crypto. Paying our employees in Bitcoin. We've already paid multiple employees in Bitcoin, oh. including myself. Uh, paying, you know, allowing our residents to pay for fees and taxes in Bitcoin. Um, and then, of course, uh, the Miami coin, which now created a New York coin after the Miami coin. The Miami coin. So you can get paid in Bitcoin, you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin, and you can buy and trade the Miami coin. How about this? Um, and then, of course, uh, the Miami coin, which now created a New York coin after the Miami coin, which has generated $30 million in revenue in three months uh, from the mining revenue that, that gets get put into our digital wallet. We're $30 million in three months for the Miami coin. I want to know, would you buy a coin for your city? Where The nearest city to you. Would you, would you buy your local coin? in revenue in three months uh, from the mining revenue that, that gets get put into our digital wallet. We're staking that and we're going to give every one of our citizens a Bitcoin dividend on a quarterly basis. So not only they're going to have money in their pocket from innovation of the city, but they're going to learn about Bitcoin as well. They're going to give a Bitcoin dividend to the to, the, to Miami citizens. I, I'm having a hard time even processing these words. Mayor, talk to me from a big picture perspective. A lot of critics would say, OK, the uh, appeal is cost of living, it's it's the good weather, it's low taxes, right? But eventually with a flock of people, you're going to need to f get better housing, fix, get better schools, fix the roads, fix the bridges. With that is going to eventually become higher taxes. And it's just going to be this revolving circle. What is the case really that you can make to stand out for the long term? I'm laughing because I, I love when a sentence begins to critics say, right, dot, dot, dot. Uh, but for us, uh, it, it's actually been a completely different story. We've reduced taxes to the second lowest level since the 1960s. Obviously, we don't have a, a state income tax and our budget has doubled in size. So the, the people who think that you have to raise taxes to increase the size of your budget are completely wrong. The more you increase taxes, the more people are going to flee, which is what we're seeing in some of these high tax states. Uh, and then you're going to lose revenue, which is going to create a budget hole, become sort of a vicious cycle. So for us, we've seen the exact opposite scenario. By having more revenue in our coffers, by reducing taxes, now we've been able to increase policing while many cities across America have defunded their police. And guess what happened? I know it's going to shock you. Crime went down in the city. So while the murder rate is going up across America, uh, it's actually decreasing in the city of Miami. So we're starting to see these counter narratives. And so they're, in, they're, they're using the Bitcoin to fund certain city initiatives. They're giving a dividend. They have a Miami coin that's gone up to $30 million in three months. This is a lot to process. This is a lot. Optimus Gray says his his nearest city would be St. Louis, so uh, not going to do it for him. A Seattle coin. I'd have to see how it performs. What would you base it on?
the entire thing is <clears throat> completely new to me. I wonder if I could find anything else about it. The greatest investment, the greatest newest investment, Miami coin. You gotta be shitting me. Miami coin. All right, here's the coverage of the launch. Let's see what we have. That Miami coin will set the city up for that lofty long-term goal. The cryptocurrency was born out of a project with a nonprofit called City Coins. According to its founders, anyone can download the software, hop on a computer to mint those new coins. The miner keeps 70% of the profits and the rest goes straight to the city's wallet. And Shep, like other- Okay, okay, all right. So <clears throat> miner keeps 70% of the profits. All right, uh, this is, that's, these are the key details here. 70% of the profits and the rest goes straight to the city's wallet. And Shep, like other cryptocurrencies, Miami Coin also trades on an exchange, so people can invest in it. This one hit an all-time high of just around five cents. It is the first and so far the only test case of this idea, but since August, the cryptocurrency has brought in just over $10 million for Miami. That's more than three times what officials say. This, is, this by the way, is as of, I should mention, because this was uh, recorded. Uh, here, let's theater mode. Would that make it display better for you guys? My my, cap, my capture device is dying, so I can't play real-time video for you. Uh, it's dying a slow, pathetic death, too. $10 million as of October 5th, and now he's saying $30 million? Hmm. So you get to keep 70%. The rest goes to the city to essentially pay for city services or however they're going to spend it. Some cities will probably not spend it very well. But that allows them to back off on paying taxes, theoretically. Of course, they'd probably just do both. It's an interesting idea. Okay. I guess the more I hear about it, the less I'm hating it, but I'm still feeling like it's some sort of weird dystopian future. They forecasted the city's mayor and a Bitcoin believer, Francis Suarez, says at the current pace, it could bring in as much as $60 million for Miami and eventually subsidize or even replace taxes. But he says Miami's still holding the coins in escrow for a couple months. He says they're doing more due diligence before Miami can start spending these coins. We're going to hold them for a while to make sure that there are no issues related to the technology. And then we can work on a variety of different ideas that we have to make our city better, including uh, educational ideas, uh, including affordable housing, uh, and including a lot of issues that um, you know, we obviously, as cities across America, would love to have more resources to help solve. The project comes with its share of challenges. There are price fluctuations, regulatory questions at the federal level, and even money laundering concerns, to name a few. City coins are the latest sign of growing competition to attract the fast-growing digital industry and digital asset industry. Suarez has built Miami as the crypto capital of the country, but Austin, Texas and Cheyenne, Wyoming are among those also competing to attract crypto companies. Sources tell me Austin and New York are on the shortlist for their own city coin. Oh, you're going to see a lot of different implementations, possibly. And one of them, inevitably, or many of them, will have corruption. And then you will have a currency that the city is creating or an asset being created by the state or the local, uh, a local city that is involved with money laundering and fraud. 
And these coins, what they'll do is they'll have they'll be pumped up in value initially. This is this is going to be a thing. This is going to be bad for Bitcoin because these coins will initially take off like rockets, like the Miami coin is and others. Miami coin will probably be the strongest because there is a first mover's advantage here. Oh, boy. And then what's going to happen is all the other cities are going to start getting, well, a lot of other cities will start getting involved, states and cities. It's going to be a mess. And you're going to see this happen. As they go up in value, the city officials, the people running, the managing their part of it, will use that inflated temporary price to buy Bitcoin. They're going to turn it around and convert that into Bitcoin. And they'll buy Bitcoin when their price is at a premium. And then when they start doing that and they start selling and they start buying the Bitcoin to do it, they have to sell to buy the Bitcoin, that's going to start to crash the price. So the cities will cash out and they'll move this into Bitcoin. The price will drop and it'll artificially inflate the price of Bitcoin while they do it. Then as the value of all these currencies tumbles, after a while, they'll all start to tumble. Then the very price that propped up Bitcoin will start to crumble and it'll affect the price of Bitcoin as well. It's going to be a mess. And we do not have a federal government that is capable of properly managing this. Because there are elements of this I could get on board with. If my local county had a coin, I know this sounds crazy, but I would I would if if I could do something that would help raise revenue for my local county and I could also maybe make a little money. That does seem like there's something to that idea. Um but I'm pretty skeptical of the implementation. And I suppose if I lived in downtown Seattle and if they raised revenue via cryptocurrency to help with the homeless population or something, that would be something I think a lot of my citizens would be compelled by. So that that shared goal would add value. It would that would be value created by the Seattle coin. If if the city of Seattle said we're going to use these funds to help build homeless camps and set up shelters for the homeless and feed them. A lot of us would think that's a worthy cause. And I could see that adding intrinsic value to something that would otherwise be valueless. If supporting your city is valuable to you and you can achieve that through a cryptocurrency, I could see some people adopting that. And you could even see like local businesses that use the Seattle coin and they get a special kickback, a special special percentage from the city. I mean, you could see how far this could go. I don't know if I think it's a good idea or not, though. It feels like it feels like instead of having one true currency, we're going to have thousands and you'll have some big cryptocurrencies that are essentially the primary stores of value that everybody's going to move things in and out of. And you're going to have all these other cryptocurrencies that are popping off and dying and popping off. It's going to be stocks times 100, right? Because the volatility, the speed at which it moves and the global nature and the 24-7 aspect of it, right? Because who says a rich billionaire in Russia couldn't go buy up a ton of Miami coin and start effing with the market. I bet you there's nothing that says you have to be in Miami to own that coin, right? So you could start to see how people could really manipulate this thing and how that would force some sort of federal regulation. And then we get into a state versus federal rights thing. And that's also going to be just a huge political mess. Political lines will be drawn 
and sides will be declared. That's what I suspect will happen. Miami's kicking it off. Austin's next, and New York's on the list. So it's coming. Wonder how long until Portland or Seattle or San Francisco are on there. of the profits and the rest goes straight to the city's wallet. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about Miami coin launching. It launched earlier this year. Miami now has their own cryptocurrency that's around $30 million. They're letting citizens pay for taxes in Miami coin or Bitcoin. And some of the city staff, including the mayor, are taking some or all of their paychecks in Bitcoin. Miami says that they can use some of the funds raised to pay for things like police enforcement and other things that have been defunded recently. So the question I've been asking the chat room is, would you buy a local city coin? Now, Avathan here says that there's no such thing as fixing social problems and using crypto at the same time. And I think he probably knows I kind of disagree with that. My mindset is you have a technology, which is amoral, and then you have how people use it. And this is a universal debate we have about all kinds of things, but it is 100% applicable to cryptocurrencies as well. You could look at Bitcoin as just a volatile asset that can be a store of wealth and not a currency. And if I think if you start looking at things like Ethereum or Miami coin or Bitcoin as an asset comparable to gold and silver, but digital equivalents, you might start to see some of the shift. Like the nice thing about Bitcoin for, say, people who are lower on the social tier or don't have a lot of or no um, disposable income, you can Satoshi down these Bitcoins into teeny, 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 tiny amounts. And you can buy tiny bits at a time, $10 worth, $25 worth. And you can stack that and stack that and stack that and stack that over time. Now, Bitcoin just had a 20% value drop, right? But if you started getting in at the beginning of the year, even with this 20% drop, Bitcoin has had 160% gain for the last year, even after the drop. And it's recovering right now from the drop. But even at the bottom of the drop, Bitcoin had gained 160% in value from the beginning of the year. Now, if you've been stacking like the beginning of, from the beginning of the year, that's pretty great. And I... I just kind of went through this. So I decided to just experiment with this about the beginning of the year. And I started buying small amounts of Bitcoin every Friday, like 25 bucks here, maybe 50 bucks here, depending on what I could afford. And then by just dumb luck, I decided right before the price crashed over the weekend to cash out some of that Bitcoin for Christmas, to buy Christmas gifts. Because I I think if you can convert that stuff into physical goods, like that. That's, you know, it's not a good investment strategy, but it's how I'm using it right now. I'd rather use that than credit. So I had put about almost $300 worth of cash into Bitcoin at the, since the beginning of the year, just buying little bits at a time here and there. And I withdrew this weekend 
$480. Now, after fees, it was $450. But I put in almost $300. And I took out, after fees, $450. And that's just been since about April. And now I'm paying for Christmas with some of that stuff. I don't have another way to build wealth. I can't buy real estate anymore. And even if I could buy real estate, I don't have the personal bandwidth to maintain the real estate, to even do the paperwork and pay the taxes. I don't have the bandwidth for that. So, and I don't have the, I don't have the money to, to, and I don't really have anything to leverage for the loan. So I can't do the real estate thing. Uh, I don't really understand the stock market well enough to feel like I'm not going to screw myself. So I don't really do anything there. I don't have a company retirement account because I'm an independent business person in a sole proprietorship. So I, there's not a lot of tools. Plus, I've chosen a very minimal mobile lifestyle. So I can't really like accumulate valuable things and store them in my RV. And I don't really have any interest in paying for gold because to me it's just a rock. It's, it's a useful rock that has a lot of good industrial applications, but there's a lot of it out there and I don't personally want to have a bunch of metals and rocks. I want to store my, my wealth digitally. And so Bitcoin is a, is a form of mathematically provable property. That's what it is. It's an asset that is mathematically proved and secured by a peer-to-peer -peer network with a central ledger that tracks who owns which coins, and everyone can have a copy of that ledger. How people use it? Well, I mean, we could talk about how the Biden family pays each other off with diamonds, right? Or we could talk about how most drug sales are in cash, or how we give bags of cash to the Afghans. What are they using cash for? Who knows, right? Like cash, cash is the ultimate crime currency caches. So we got to be realistic about that by probably orders of magnitude more, right? So the technology does not necessarily equal the use of it. And there is an opportunity for people that are lower on the social economical ladder to actually build wealth if these things don't blow up in their face. But just like playing in the stock market can blow up in your face, times five that, so can cryptocurrencies. But there absolutely is a place for people lower on the wealth ladder. Now, when you start taking it to things like city coins, like Miami coin, and then you times that to an Austin coin, I mean, like maybe, I just, I don't know. Would you like, say, say you knew you were going to move to Austin in two years. Do you start buying Austin coin? It just, it, it starts to, it does start to become a casino. And people's concerns about that, about the fraud and, and, and Ponzi scheme nature of it, are legitimate. Because those aspects of it are concerning, but they don't necessarily mean the technology is bad and there isn't some fundamental use. You know, my buddy Joe has been taking to calling cryptocurrency like our modern dot-com bubble. And I think that might be a good way to think about it. 
if you were buying stocks back in 2000 and we had the dot-com bubble, 95% of those stocks went bust. They just blew up in your face and people went broke. But 5% of those stocks are Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Rackspace, all the companies that were involved in building the cloud era from hardware to software to services. Like they were around back then too, and some of those paid off handsomely. But a lot of them didn't. That's where we're at with this whole crypto idea. Like there's some fundamentals there, like with the blockchain, being able, being able to send money peer to peer with no middleman to anyone in the world, a universal currency that somebody in Russia and somebody in China and somebody in India and somebody in Canada and somebody in Mexico, like all over the world, they all have a common currency they can work with. That's clearly fucking needed. Like, that's just obvious, right? That's just like in the age of the Internet, especially like you look at my kids, man, they're growing up online, especially these COVID years. You think they're you think they're going to find value in physical crap that you got to move around or or like paperwork you got to deal with? No, they want something they could buy on their iPhone in 15 minutes. And, you know, that often gets thrown around despairingly. But you know what? The technology should actually enable that. That's not an, that's not an unrealistic uh, expectation in 2021 and on. So we also have to think about this from a younger generation who values things like avatar skins in Roblox. It's a huge market right now is these digital goods, in-app purchases, these tokens. And they're I mean, that's how app stores make money now. And if they value that stuff, that stuff that is literally never going to gain in value, it's never going to do anything but buy more crap in a game for them. Are cryptocurrencies really that much more of a leap? Don't they actually make more sense because they're cryptographically verifiable? You can trade them with anybody. They have value amongst a many areas of things and utility. Cryptocurrency is the conversion of energy into wealth into a store value and it's very expensive right now but that's an area where people are going to invest a lot too is making it greener and greener and as people do that that hype cycle is going to keep going i mean we the we are entering like this dot-com bubble mutant that's probably going to go for a while it's going to build and it's going to get outrageous and then one day it's likely going to give and there will be a few left standing and i think so it's it's not a bad analogy to say it's like the dot-com bubble but just a global 2021 dystopian version of it. <laughs> All right, well, Coder's coming up here in just a minute. Mike's going to be joining me shortly, and we got a good show planned. 